This episode is brought to you by OneSkin, which is my go-to for skincare no matter the weather. Because unlike other products that you need to change up with the seasons, OneSkin products are powered by their scientifically proven peptide called OS1, which reduces the accumulation of damaged aging cells. Basically, instead of masking the issues, OneSkin addresses them at a cellular level, boosting your skin's natural barrier to lock in moisture and help protect against the elements. For a limited time, Birthful listeners will get an exclusive 15% off OneSkin products using the code BIRTHFUL when you check out at oneskin.co. And I 100% recommend OneSkin. Not only does it make my skin feel, act, and appear younger, but friends that I haven't seen for a while are taking notice and asking, what are you doing to your skin? It is that good. And I also love their expanding line. On a day-to-day basis, I use OneSkin Prep to wash my face. Then I apply their OS1 Eye topical supplement around my eyes and their OS1 Face on my face and neck. Or if I know I'm going to be out in the sun for a while, then I use their OS1 Shield, which has an SPF that prevents UV-induced aging and repairs cellular aging all at once. Easy peasy. Get started today with 15% off using code BIRTHFUL at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with the code BIRTHFUL. And after you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them BIRTHFUL sent you. Help your skin stay younger and healthier for longer with OneSkin. Imagine having a bra that you actually want to wear. And maybe this seems inconceivable if you don't already own a bra by today's sponsor, Honey Love, which has transformed the bra game. With Honey Love, say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love is so comfortable, you may even forget that you're wearing it. Now is the time to spring clean your bra drawer. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash birthful. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash birthful. Now, currently, I have been very partial to my Honey Love Silhouette bra. It is super soft and it has these really lovely 3D printed velvet details that actually add support. And I can even crisscross the straps in the back. Also, like all of Honey Love's bras, it features supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. I can tell you I'm never in a rush to take it off. Plus, Honey Love also has incredibly comfortable shapewear, matching underwear, tanks, and leggings for everyday support. Treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com birthful. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off at honeylove.com birthful. And after you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them Birthful sent you. Treat yourself to honey love. Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today's show is about how to birth like a rock star. Research tells us that it's actually not the specifics of a birth that can lead to a postpartum mood disorder, but rather a mom's perceptions of those experiences. So how you feel about your birth is indeed a very big deal. What can you do to make it a good one? Leslie Everest and Gina Kirby help figure it out. Stay tuned. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros to inform your intuition. Now, I'm so excited about today's episode because, well, first, I love switching things up. (laughs) We're going to do things a little different, but also because I get to talk to two of my favorite birthday people, the 
ultra-fabulous Gina Kirby and the uber-amazing Leslie Everest. And since we're switching things around, instead of me telling you what makes them so awesome, I'm going to let them introduce themselves and maybe add in, I don't know, what their favorite part of being a doula is. Leslie, let's start with you first. All right. Hey, I'm Leslie. Um, I have been a doula and a childbirth educator for over 20 years now, and I am the founder and director of a company in Montreal, Canada called Motherwit. And so we go out and we teach women about birth and we attend births and we help them postpartum. And it is our job to help uh, families feel like rock stars about their births. Yay. Yeah. So perfect. That, that's what we're talking about today. Um, Dina, who are you? <laughs> That's, that's like an existential question, right? Uh, I am a doula, a childbirth educator. I've uh, uh, been a host of a radio program for about uh, nine years now. And um, my favorite part of being a doula is um, just being the witness, getting to witness the amazingness that is birth. It's such an honor. It's such, the honor is tremendous. And I, I think that's my favorite part because, wow, this person is, is, is asking you to be a part of this tremendous part of their life. So I guess that would be my favorite thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. What's your favorite part, Leslie? Is there a favorite um, part? Very much along the lines of what Gina said. I love just being the witness and seeing how somebody's birth unfolds and how they meet the process of their labor in such individual ways and always in such beautiful ways. It's always such a, a, a privilege to be able to be there and to bring in support wherever it may or may not be necessary just to be there and to be um, an available source of comfort and information um, and support. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree totally with those two things. It's that witnessing. My favorite part is seeing the transformation from mm. woman to mother or, yeah. you know, from parent, from single person to parent. Um, and how, what re what is required of them, because it's not just a physical baby came out. And then that's the transformation. It's all the steps that are required that happen in that birthing process that get you to that place. So it's perfect to have you here to talk about this because we all like, I think what we want in our hearts is to see these moms birth like a rock star. So in talking about that, I first wanted to explore what that means, why it matters. Um, you know, in our current maternal landscape where postpartum mood disorders are on the rise and as much as 15% of mom experience symptoms and perinatal mood disorder experts are telling us that it's not the specifics of a birth that can lead to a postpartum mood disorder, but ra rather how the mom experience, you know, her perceptions of those experiences. So basically how you feel about that birth, whether it was a non-medicated, medicated, medicated uh, cesarean, hosp home hospital, fabulous, or traumatizing, that's indeed a very big deal. So what does, I don't know who wants to start, like exploring what that means, like what is birthing like a rock star? I'd say I, Leslie. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, there, I mean, first of all, you can't mess it up, right? You are inherently a rock star no matter what. And I think it is really important for women to feel like that. Um, and so my job is more about helping them own that if they didn't already. Hopefully they do automatically. Um, but if they don't, it's to try to help build them up as the rock stars they automatically are just by the virtue of the, by virtue of the fact that they're bringing forth life, right? So a couple of things that I kind of feel like maybe impact that sense of incredible pride of birthing accomplishment, which I think new mamas really need to help shape the landscape of their of their new parenthood, right? They need to feel badass in order to meet the challenges. Some of the things that kind of get in the way, I think, of that happening, there are two main things. And one of them is feeling like their birth was maybe hijacked by an outside source. 
So any kind of trauma that happens externally, like if people aren't respectful towards them or respect their rock star status while they're giving birth. But it can also come from having um, expectations upon oneself. So sometimes people define their sense of self-worth by the outcome of their birth experience. And that can get people into hot water because ideally feeling like a rock star should happen no matter how your birth outcome is, as long as you know you feel like you were respected, heard, and uplifted as the rock star you are, that you're able to own that afterwards. Mm, that is, I love that. It's so true because there's this ideal of, you know, birth right, birth wrong. And if things don't go the way you wanted, where it's kind of ridiculous to try to control something that's so uncontrollable and unpredictable exactly <laughs> and and have tied in whether it's going to be you know whether you did it quote unquote and and have that be a successful or a failure based on something you can control is it is wacky yeah i never it, thought of it that way yeah it's really wacky like for example i just had a mama who had a very unexpected cesarean and it was because of the baby having really challenging heart rate pattern like it was scary even for me to see that and um and so it was completely about what the baby chose in the end it really didn't have anything to do with what the mom wanted and yet i really feel that because she was held up for how powerful and magnificent that she was with the way she was meeting these unexpected challenges, that she's able to be at peace with it and to feel amazing about herself. And that she will bring to motherhood that much, much more efficiently than if she felt defeated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she'll confident that she'll mother confidently. Exactly. Yeah. So Gina, what does uh, birthing like a rock star mean to you? What does that look like? I, I've seen it so many times, so I can totally tell you what it looks like. Just one example is this very young girl. She was, I think, 20 when she came to me uh, to be her doula. She told me exactly what she wanted, and she's like, and um, and she like what she described to me. I was like, oh, cool. So we're gonna give birth at home, right? She's like, oh, no, we're gonna give birth at XYZ Hospital in California. And I went, oh, okay, and then we went. And she gave birth like a rock star because she knew what she wanted and she was very firm about it and she got what she wanted and she had this beautiful, it, for me, it was my very first time to see a, like a home birth kind of birth in a hospital. Mm -hmm. And she was, she was like the most beautiful person I'd ever seen in my life when she was giving birth. I looked at this woman and I was like captivated by her. She's like, God, look at her. She's making a person and she's just glowing and she's so strong and gorgeous and 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 she looks at the pictures of herself giving birth and she does not agree with me but <laughs> I, that's what I saw right and mm -hmm. I see like this she just had this glow from inside like she was just shooting universal light from out of her body like I was just like holy is everybody else in here crazy about this woman like I am and I looked around and everybody was everybody in the room saw her respected her listened to the words that she said. We were all very quiet. Um, they kept it very dim in there for her. It was just everything that she needed. She was protected and respected and loved. And she looked like, like uh, if you've ever been to a, a rock concert and you look at the, your hero up on stage and you're like, oh my God. That's exactly mm -hmm. how I felt watching this woman give birth. Mm -hmm. and, and she had all everything that she needed. That's what it looks like to, like, to give birth like a rock star. It doesn't matter where you are. It's just that she was respected and seen and heard and revered. Yes. That's it. Fe made to feel powerful. Being in control, you know, like not in control of, of the what ifs, but in, in sort of like in, at no, peace with decisions. herself. What? Yeah, all the decisions were hers where she was like, no, I want a hep block. No, I don't want this. No, I want to wait three hours before we do that. And it was just, it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It was beautiful to watch and just be like, oh just so in awe of this woman mm. yeah and it takes to do that in a hospital it takes a lot of chutzpah well yeah she had a lot of moxie for a 21 year old for sure it is often the 21 year olds that have a lot of moxie <laughs> <laughs> i gave birth at 22 and nobody was going to push me around i feel right. like it might have it might have been that way if i had been older yeah 
<laughs> well, and that's also why you get having repeat clients. You get the even even having a doula there, and even you know going through all those steps. It has to come in from inside, right? So I I have that second time client who recently spoke, um, and I have the permission to talk about this. So HIPAA laws. <laughs> um, and she, we were reviewing the first birth, and she was saying, "Well, but I didn't know that. I had a feeling that if I didn't push, like they were telling me to push, the baby wasn't going to come out. Like yeah. I wasn't doing it right. That right. I couldn't, and I don't want that to happen again. And it's that. <laughs> where do we get this idea that somebody else needs to tell us how to push? Yes." <laughs> Which yeah. isn't to say that, you know, I'm not at all, I am a, I, I am not at all trying to, like, poo-poo her, her thoughts and her feelings at all. I, I, on the contrary, I'm trying to understand, even though we went through so much learning, yeah, where was, how was this still stuck in her brain? Yeah. You know, and how to do better by other moms. Um, yeah. And that was kind of the idea behind getting us together to talk about this of like how we can make, how we can help moms be seen, be rock stars. Yeah. You know, it's amazing because um, you do see that a lot where they are so powerful and yet they have these little bugs in their brains about what they can or cannot do and where that comes from, you know, there's so, there can be so many sources but yeah, I mean, some of the beliefs that come up, I, and I have so much compassion for that because you're so vulnerable in birth, right? So it's easy to sort of get something into your ear and begin to chew on it and have it form into a kind of blockage or a kind of belief. And so where we can come in and try to help untangle that knot a little bit is always bringing it back to the mom. Like, what are you feeling Right now, what are you feeling in your body? What do you feel? Because, you know, no one ever actually stayed pregnant forever just because they didn't push the way someone told them to. That's something I always try to tell people prenatally is that you will not stay pregnant forever. It's mm -hmm. impossible. Your body will know at some point how to eject this child if all is going normally, you know. So, yeah, bringing in... I don't, I don't like to say the word permission necessarily because I'm nobody's boss or mother, but to just create a space and an encouragement to check inside and to connect with their own true mother wit that lies beneath all of those little thoughts that come up in birth that are kind of self-defeating. Yeah. Gina, do you have thoughts about that? Hello? Oh my goodness. I've, I've had it on pa, um, on mute because my, my baby's being really loud in the background. So sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay. No, I was just saying like every time Leslie's talking, I, I take notes and I wish I was recording it, but so I'm glad you're recording this. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, what I wanted to add was, because um, I, I love that Leslie talked about expectations and outside sources being a big part of the birth and what people remember. Um, expectations are a huge thing. My friend Shannon Mitchell gives us really great talk about expectations and that it's not um, just the mother's expectations that affect the birth, but um, having that conversation way ahead of time what's the partner's expectations about the birth and what's going to happen. Like a lot of times nobody ever asks the partner. And so that affects the birth because the partner's expecting maybe one thing and mom's expecting one thing and the doctor's expecting one thing and the doula's expecting another. And those are a lot of expectations going on that can really affect the birth. And the other thing that she said was outside sources. And I just had a really beautiful conversation with Michelle O'Donnell um, a week ago. And he was talking about something that I'd, um, I'm, I'm ashamed that I didn't know more about his work before I talked to him about it. Um, but it was just something that I've been agreeing with all along, which is protecting mom, that we need to change our um, our vocabulary around birth where we would talk about how we're supporting the woman and we're doing all these things to the woman when all we really need to be doing is protecting her from the outside sources that Leslie was talking about, protecting her from super bright lights that affect her neocortex, uh, affect her physically, uh, things like um, outside noises, sounds, people talking, and the, the birth team uh, protecting her 
from those things, protecting her birth experience, uh, that we are the witnesses and the protectors of the birth, and we don't do much else uh, if we're doing a good job. And when we do that, then she feels like a rock star because she had the, the quiet to find her strength, the quiet to find herself, the quiet to experience the, the joy and the miraculousness of the moment. As she could be mindful if we protect all those things. And that's uh, what I wanted to add to like what Leslie was saying. Mm-hmm. I love that shift in perspective of protecting the mom. And it's that sort of thing of putting her in the center. The, the What lies behind the being the rock star is she's up there. She's up, She's the biggest thing in the room. Yes. And all yeah. of us around her are We're there like too. We're like her bodyguards. We're yeah. like her her um her roadies that like keep you know freaky people from jumping in her face while she's performing mm-hmm. and and keep her safe and 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 treat her like a rock star and and give her the things that she needs in order to do that and between sets we give her water and food and uh we tell her what a great job she's doing that's that's what it means to birth like a rock star but you have to have a, a crew you have to have your roadies to to allow you to be that rock star and so it- I've always thought of doulas being like the shelter for a birth. We help to provide that cocoon space so that she can do her magic within the buffering of our protection. Yeah, absolutely. And, and getting rid of the idea that we're, that we somehow empower someone because we, we we can't empower anybody. Everybody already has the power. That's right. right. Yeah. We can only witness them discovering their power or just witness them showing us their power but we can't we can't give it to them no i hate that term (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm glad i'm not alone because i've gotten really jumped on for saying i don't like the word empower but uh, technically though grammatically it's only used it should only be used when we're talking about giving like an attorney the power to sign something for us you can empower your attorney but you can't empower a birthing woman well she's already empowered right she's already powerful Absolutely. Yeah, that's my pet peeve, empowered. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, that makes three. Um, yay. Yay. Did you know that Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take about 20,000 breaths per day? That is so many breaths. Now, according to the EPA, the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, and in some cases, up to a hundred times more polluted. So then what is the solution for cleaner indoor air? For me, it's Air Doctor and their line of superb air purifiers that have captured the attention of established media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and many more. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so that your lungs don't have to. This includes all kinds of pollutants, such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses that can make you sick. Plus, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code BIRTHFALL to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. And exclusive to podcast listeners, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O dot com so airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code birthful tell me if this sounds familiar you've taken gorgeous photos of your baby or your kids and then when you want to share them it is a pain either trying to find the photos or figuring out the group text that they should go to and then also remembering that say aunt helen only does email so you need to send her image separately Or like in my case, where my husband is a photographer who takes magnificent photos that I rarely actually get to see because they live on his phone or end up scattered in text messages that I can't easily find. Enter the Family Album app, which was created to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with your loved ones. Basically, it's a personal space for your family's memories without 
third-party ads or unwanted eyes and with a bunch of fabulous features. It automatically sorts photos and videos by month, allowing you to swipe back in time and easily see how your child has grown. And you can also order eight photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. The Family Album app also has unlimited storage. Plus, it's totally free. Yup, no more worrying about running out of space or being bombarded by third-party ads. So, to all the parents out there still trying to use other messaging apps for your kids' photos, level up your family photo game for free and securely with the Family Album photo sharing app. Head over to the App Store today, search Family Album, all in one word, and download the app to start creating your shared photo legacy. Now, this is very, so I really like, you know, the concept of the shelter, the concept of the the roadies. The trick is that that crew, that shelter is not just composed of a doula. Right. It's composed of a doula and, you know, care provider and nurses or if you're at home, whoever's there with you. Like, And it's having everybody consider you a rock star. That's the tricky part. Because for us as doulas, it, it's in a way easy because that's our pretty much our only job. It's to make sure that mom has a fantastic and fabulous experience as she defines it. So we don't have to worry about the medical stuff and we don't, you know, it's there and it surrounds us, but that's not our domain. Right. So it's easier for us to just focus on that. The trick, I think, is trying to extend it as you have like a mom who's doing her thing, but at the same time vulnerable, like Leslie, you were mentioning, to be able to have all that crew on her side. Yeah. You know, those outside sources be inside sources. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult because, you know, you're kind of at the mercy of what's going on in the moment of who's there in the moment. And I do feel like most of the time people are on the same page of wanting to, uh, you know, uphold mom as rock star. But sometimes not. Sometimes they're busy, just want to get the job done. They're worried about something. Their mind's not on it. And so... It sort of brings an energy into the room that um, makes her feel less than. And that is a really big challenge for those of us who are really interested in upholding that space for mom to do a powerful thing. It's definitely um, something, especially in a hospital system, that we can't step up and say, hey, you can't do that, you know? yeah. Calling yeah. out somebody and yelling at them to step off the mother is rarely professional as a doula. It <laughs> just brings antagonism. Yeah. We, don't advise that. we will oh, get no. kicked out and not be able to do our jobs in other places for the hundreds of people we do our jobs for. I think there's a lot to be said, though, for like the power that you do bring as a birth professional. Like, you're a doula and you're in the hospital and maybe somebody comes in and they're, they're kind of mindless about what's happening in the room because they're mindful about what they're doing as their job. And so they, they come in mindful of their, their job, but maybe not of the situation or the moment. And maybe it's a very boisterous nurse who comes in and wants to know more about what's going on. And you greet her with a very quiet voice and talk to her in this way. And I found that you can affect them because they start to reflect how you behave and how you're acting. And the more humble and quiet and, soft you are around them they tend to mirror that too because no one's going to come into like say a church super boisterous and then like hear everybody around them being like very quiet and hushing sounds and oh oh I'm supposed to be quiet in this space I think there's a lot to be said about what you can do um even when you're feeling helpless just just by just by being there just by being alive about how you can affect uh, the situation and others around you with your with your heart and and your your soul and just how you're behaving. Does that make sense? Am I crazy? No, you just broadcast peace into the yeah. room through your own heart, yes. and that way everybody in the room knows that they're a rock star, and they know that you know they're a rock star. And when everybody feels loved and supported and valued, 
things tend to go a lot more smoothly for the mom in your care than if we're holding conflict in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And we know that we affect the surroundings, even, you know, the unseen and the seen. Like a yeah. smile can go, constant loving smile to everyone that comes in through that door as you yeah. greet them or that calm, soft voice that Gina was talking about. <laughs> That does even when it's hard. Even when it's hard, especially when it's hard. Yeah, especially when it's hard. Especially. Yeah. 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 Um, Definitely. There's that. There's the other person in the room too that no one sees, right? There's the baby. Mm Mm-hmm. The baby is completely affected by everyone in the room, and I'm very keenly aware of that. So I don't want to be harboring ill will towards anyone because the baby's full on going to pick up on that. Yeah. And if I'm going to put anything out, I want it to be love. And if it's really hard to do the love, then I'll put out the forgiveness and then the love. <laughs> because the baby's there. The baby the baby is completely cognizant of what you're putting out. And mm. I don't want any part of putting any bad juju on this innocent little person who hasn't even taken its first breath yet. One of my pet peeves is when a provider comes into the room and baby's heartbeat is not what they want it to be. And they mm-hmm. go, oh, that little stinker. Oh, oh! I know. Calling the baby names before he or she's born. Oh. He's so stubborn already. Oh, that little stinker! It's like what? Not even born. Not even out. Don't <laughs> don't lay Break stuff on the rules. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a big pet peeve. Um, so one of my favorite rock star birth mother stories and and sometimes it takes two births for this to happen right oh yeah it was first birth cascade of interventions you know that she had taken the classes and the extra classes and had doula and all the the things that you know you feel like you're checking off a list of uh, i did all the right things um and then something went off track in the birth and cascade of interventions followed and it turned out to be a cesarean and she was very unhappy with it um definitely definitely something she carried for you know it's how we feel about it right so she felt this loss and still today probably feels and and it wasn't that her baby's fine but the loss of the birth she wanted mm-hmm. is the one i'm referring to um yeah. and then second time around she did everything completely different and did a lot of more reading and did a lot of more more body care and self-care and mind care um, in preparation during pregnancy and was more mindful about all her choices and decisions Um, decided to go with a home birth so it was a a, 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 so a, a ah it was a, not a VBAC, but a HBAC, home birth VBAC. Um, and she called me. I knew she, she texted me, says, I think this is it. And when she said that, I was already like almost at the door getting dressed, right? Mm-hmm. I know this baby is super coming. Even though she's like, I think this might be labor. I'm like, okay, I better get ready. As I'm, I'm getting ready about to leave, she sends me another text like, yeah, this is it. Come over. Like, yep. I, yes. Almost there. Um, I got there at two in the morning and the baby was born at four. Nice. The midwife almost didn't get there. You know, she got there a few minutes before. Um, and it was such a beautiful thing of I walked in. She was laboring on her couch doing beautiful sounds I just supported massage you know filled in the gaps her water broke she got up went to the bathroom and was there for a little bit and then started doing some grunting at the top of the contraction it's like what let's what did what did the midwife say where is she like I can hear what's going on um and then she got in the birth pool and hubby had just finished filling it up. So it was perfect temperature right at the time she needed it. She went in and I remember just sitting, looking at her and seeing this glorious woman in her power, moving, 
and doing the things she needed to do. And she got hands and knees, midwife showed up. Um, baby was, and, and we, Leslie's already said um, kick ass here, so it's explicit already. So I'm going to say, <laughs> so since it's already explicit, the mom at one point goes, fuck. And the midwife says, oh, that's your baby's head. Just came out. <laughs> <laughs> and then turns to dad and says, would you like to catch the baby? And dad's like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> right? <Aww. laughs> Catches baby. You know, she puts her leg over, grab, claims her baby, right? Picks up baby in between her legs, puts her to her chest. Is incredulous and in saying, I can't believe that you're here, my baby. And then looks up at me and says, that was so easy. Wow. And of course I was crying. Mm. But not because of the beauty that just happened and how much of a rock star she was, but because of what had happened before. Yes. Yeah. Like, her, you know, her process, her transformation took years. It started yeah. with one birth and finished in another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's my favorite rock star story. That's amazing. I recently saw uh, yeah, after um it was the third time I was with the mom and she had that experience, an experience that she loved on her third time. And so that victory is even sweeter when you've seen it, when you know what they've gone through. Mm -hmm. uh, how heroic they were the first time bringing their babies into the world under such difficult circumstances. So when they get that birth that makes them feel good, whatever that looks like to them, oh my gosh, the sweetness, I'm bawling in the corner when mm -hmm. I see something like that. <laughs> there, there are no words for that. There are no words yeah. for that level of personal triumph. No, just awe. Oh. Like you want to really get up and cheer and applaud. You want to like say, "Oh my God, you killed this!" You're like, "You yeah, nailed like, this! You like, did!" Where are the reporters? Where's the right. crowd? Right? right. <laughs> parade. Call the press. Can I have your um, autograph? Yes. Yes. Oh my God! Right. All and of those things. We're witnessing yeah. that, and not only that, but when we know, when we understand what's going on in that moment, and we mirror that back to them. Oh my God, like they, they see in our eyes how amazed we are by them. And that, that gives them that extra hit of badass juice, you know, to bring with them throughout their lives as mothers. Mm -hmm. And Gina, you talk about this often when, when the mother like knows what she did. You, and you explain that the process of, of birth and, and, you know, of the holistic stages in birth and, and and you're always mentioning i'll let you say it, but like when mom has her baby and looks at her partner oh my god that's like my favorite thing like before yeah. anything else happens or she's still like not even like she's just come back to us from wherever she went in order to do this miraculous thing and the first thing she does is she looks to her partner like usually like with mouth agape and like this look in her eyes that's like did you see me freaking do that like, I just did. Did you see that? Like, I need to know that you saw that. You see that that look that she gives him, where she's like looking for affirmation, like for validation. Validate me. Tell me you saw that. Like, that is my well, my second favorite. My my first favorite thing is when when after that happens, and and she comes, you know, she's come back to us. She sees her baby, all those things, and she gets to the end of it where she is holding her baby, and she looks up at her partner with like the. Uh, it's a very gentle like look what we did but she doesn't say it she says it with her face mm -hmm. and that's like when the partner's born and I'm just like a blubbery mess in the corner trying to like weep quietly because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a beautiful thing to behold like that's that's the that's what I said it's such an honor that they're like oh hey yeah we kind of want you to be a part of like the most intimate moment in our lives outside of like when we made the baby and we want to share this with you we want you to be there we trust you with this moment and then you get to see that moment. And it's it's kind of universally the same when people are allowed to have it. And it's every time it just just knocks me on my butt. And I'm just, oh, can we be explicit? I'm kidding. But every time it just really <laughs> it takes me back. And I'm always just like in awe of it. And it's so, 
beautiful and it's a show I want to go to over and over and over again. I don't care if it if it's familiar. It's it's what I want to see, you know. I want to see that all, all the time. It's so amazing when a woman is allowed to have all those things. And, and not allowed. When when she gets to. Not not allowed to. I don't like that. That's a crappy word. Well, could, when when she gets yeah. to experience it the way it's supposed to unfold then then it's that's the best show ever and it's that whole thing of what we we know what we know when we know it yeah. yes so yes. it's not like if you didn't have a rock star or weren't if you weren't made to feel like a rock star in a birth that you've had and it's not on you well doesn't Ida Mae Gaskin say that like she well she doesn't look like a goddess Right, if you that's, don't you're beautiful while you're having a baby. Someone isn't treating you right. Yeah, yeah, if a woman doesn't look like a goddess during labor, someone isn't treating her right. Yeah. Is Ina Gaskins one of my favorite oh, and quotes? It's the truth. It's it's so the truth. It's just obviously something is wrong. And uh, and I, I wish more moms knew that. I wish um, more expectant women knew that, uh, or their, their loved ones that that knew like, okay, if she doesn't look like a goddess, then we're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Where they can like check themselves and be like, okay, something's going on here. Something's wrong. What's going on here? Who's not treating her right? I think Who I need to make scenario? a new t-shirt for doulas that says, yeah. you know, is she a rock star? You know, are you treating her like a rock star? She's a rock star. Something. I'll I'll think about the wording. <laughs> I already have an idea and we're talking after the show. Okay. That's it. Because no, I mean, I do want to, we're in the trenches, right? So, and I want every single mom to birth like a rock star and we all do this is your company's tagline leslie so we're all been wanting to do this and trying to do this for years now and we just need to keep on trying to figure out how to get to every single mom so that every single one of them can feel like a rock star when she's doing this amazing thing of giving birth and becoming a woman a mother a mother yeah it's amazing. And, and, you know, being a little subversive myself, I have to say, I, I kind of really love it when they do something that's completely unexpected from what the people in the room sort of want them to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's extra juicy for me. I, I just had a mom who was having a VBAC. And everyone in the room was telling her, you absolutely cannot push if you don't do it like this. And she said, she told me after in my head, I was telling everybody just to leave me alone that I knew what I needed to do. And so she was doing the exact opposite. She was yelling, so letting her air come out. She was doing like these little pushes instead of like turning herself into a human pop gun. And it was brilliant. She gave birth in under an hour from pushing and she felt amazing because she did it on her terms. And, you know, she would look at me every once in a while, like, is this okay? And I'd be like, girl, you, you've got this. You've got this. You're the expert. <laughs> you are the expert. Yeah, and, you, doing. and you never know, though, like, how a birth is affecting someone because you only have your perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Because I, I was at a hospital birth where this mama was doing fantastic, and I came in at the last moment. She called me, like, I think I'm in labor, and I got to the hospital an hour later, and she was, like, pushing and, like, right when I walked in the door, they were like, okay, well, we need you to get on the bed. We need you to get on the bed. We need you to get on the bed. And she's like, no, no. Like, she didn't want to talk to them. She's, she was um, had her head on the bed. She was standing up and kind of bent over on the bed. And the bed was as high up as it could go. And she just had her head on the bed, and she's moaning. And I could tell she's pushing. And they're like, we need you on the bed right now. And the doctor came in, and he folded his arms, and he looks at her, and he's like, you're being ridiculous. Get on this bed right now. He goes, get on this bed or I won't deliver this baby. And he goes, get on the bed. And he says her name. And she goes, make me. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. Like, he looked at me and I'm like, I didn't tell her to say that. Like, I'm giving him this, like, I don't know, look. I never told her to tell you that. And I never did. Um, I just, I never said anything. They, why just do they always look at us? We are not. Right? I'm like, I swear to God, I never told her to tell you that. So I'm, I'm glad she did, but I never said that ever. So, um, so, and she ended up giving birth and the doctor, um, and I'm glad he didn't touch the baby. He, he refused to catch the baby and he walked out of the room and mm. the nurse had to catch me. He's like, I'm not getting on the ground. He goes, I didn't go to school. I didn't go to medical school so I can catch babies on my knees. So he walked out of the room and the nurse caught her baby 
And later, like we was weeks later, and I said, I, you know, I'm really sorry that it happened the way that it did. She's like, I don't know what you mean. And I'm like, I'm I'm sorry that he talked to you in that way, and I'm I'm sorry. And she's like, What are you talking about? That was awesome. I told him what I wanted. Yeah. And, like she felt really powerful after that birth. Like she that that's the birth that she needed. Yeah. For her. And, and it so it wasn't it about taught him. Taught me a lesson about how I shouldn't put my expectations and how things should go down. And all I need to do is just witness and not put judgment on anything. Yeah. 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 We, yeah, exactly. Like saying, I'm sorry, or saying that was great. That's ultimately going to be for the mom to decide at the end of the day. Right. It's her story. Yeah. And just to her. be quiet and let her tell her story and not put your, uh, your emotions or your, the lens that through which you look at your life on her birth. Cause it's not for you yeah. to do that. I had a mama recently. She had a very unexpected birth outcome. She ended up with a cesarean, and we didn't know it was going to happen until the last minute. And I I really, I swear, I never saw a woman in her fullest power in those few moments before she went off. Like, she was telling everybody, like, who was going to be in the room and what was going to happen. And she was, but so kindly, like, so kindly, all the while dilating, you know, and having contractions and at one point, you know, the, the the healthcare provider in the room was being a bit tense and she called her over and said, come over, come over and sit here. And 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 the doctor was just like, what, 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 what? I need to get you to the operating room. And the mother looked her square in the eye and said, you need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> and it just brought everybody's energy in the room like down. OK she is still having her experience and she needs to be listened to. So in the end, it was quite triumphant. But I, I could see that the doctor was quite affected by that. Like it just sort of shocked her, but that was good. So I didn't say anything about it. But later on, when she came out of the birthing room, she said, I was pretty good, wasn't I? And I said, yes, honey, you were pretty awesome. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, she got what she needed and it was fantastic. That's right. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, there was one story, and it, it's that. Like, if they're very used to telling moms what to do, and, and then some doctors, some providers, right? Um, and kind of like what Gina's saying, he didn't go to medical school to deliver on his knees. Well, right. it's not about him, though. Yeah. <laughs> and what we need moms to understand it, that is, is that, that it's not about them, but... I had this one mom, she she would not for anything sit on her butt. Like all her labor was over, leaned over, over a birth ball, over the bed, over like hanging from her partner. And the doctor came in at one point and was like, I need to check you. You need to be on your back. She's like, nope. Uh, you need to lie down on your back so I can check you. Nope. And she kind of tried. She kind of like said all right let me let me see and she was leaning back she's like oh hell no <laughs> stood up was back hands and knees and he had to figure it out he had to try to check her and I know it's like looking at a mirror you know trying to do something in a mirror that they're not used to and it goes backwards and but nobody can make you do something if you don't want to do it nope no they cannot no 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 and you don't have to please anybody during your birth. That's right. Oh, no, thank you. Trying to please somebody while I'm doing all that work. No, no, no. It's you please yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the t-shirt. Right? It's fantastic. Uh, my dears, uh, uh, go ahead. No, I, I was, well, I was just thinking about... Um, how how sweet moms can be in labor and uh, when they're like say they're pushing right and maybe they're holding on to their partner and maybe pulling kind of roughly on their partner and they'll say to their partner are, are you okay does this hurt <laughs> and she's got like a freaking cranium coming out of her vagina between her knees <laughs> I mean between her legs and she's like a, she's birthing a person and she's worried about like the comfort of her partner. When when they do that, I just love them. I just adore them for it. It makes me just crazy about my client when they say something like that, where like they have the wherewithal in the midst of everything to be cognizant of anybody else. That's just that's beautiful. Because I don't know that I've ever been that way in labor. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm having a baby. Everybody, be quiet. 
don't yeah. talk don't talk don't move sh- don't move don't talk <laughs> and and then later though it's after I give birth like after Jack was born I apologized to my entire birth crew I was like I'm sorry Craig I'm sorry Amanda I'm sorry Sabrina I was like the three of them I, I was like barking orders at them throughout my birth like I can hear you whispering shut up <laughs> right. after like seven pictures my professional photographer sister was told to put her effing camera away and I just I just knew what I needed and what I wanted in my birth which was absolute quiet and darkness and just to be alone with my husband I sent out my birth team and just left me and Craig alone for most of my birth but I knew what I wanted and I was very vehement about it so I guess my point right now is like if you want to help somebody birth like a rock star you totally have to be a roadie and let whatever the diva is telling you roll off your back. Don't take it personally. And just yeah. give her whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. She has the rest of her life to make it up to you later. Rock stars can be temperamental. And it is yes. okay. <laughs> this is the time yeah. where that is perfectly fine. That's okay. They're doing the magic. Yes. That If that's what needs to happen so the magic happens, that's what needs to happen. Exactly. So go make me a juice. That's how I said it. I'm good with that. Mama needs the juice. Mama needs the juice. Um, All right. Unfortunately, we have to wrap up because of time. That stupid construct. Time is a construct. It is a construct. (laughs) We still haven't figured out how to like manage the construct, but it's still a construct. Um, So I want I want you guys to wrap up by saying like how people can follow contact you um and i also want to mention dina's radio show progressive parenting radio the show that she just mentioned with michelle Adant. um you can go listen to it it's always there it lives forever so go and check it out just like these podcasts they live forever um so yeah how can people find and follow you dina first uh, they can find me at www.ginakirby.com. It's G-E-N-A-K-I-R-B-Y, or you'll never find me. GinaKirby.com. It's pretty much the only place uh, you need to go to find out everything I'm doing and where I'm going. And uh, next weekend, I will be doing a flock yeah in Portland and teaching an introduction to the Rebozo class on uh, the 15th. So the 14th, 15th, I'll be in Portland. Portland people, don't miss it. Don't <laughs> miss it. And Leslie, my dear. Um, you can find me at www.motherwit.ca. So that's mother and W-I-T.ca. And you can also find me at um, motherwitdoula.blogspot.com. And she writes some pretty kick-ass blog spots, blog posts. So go Thank and check those much. out. You do. I, Amen. I, I wait for them uh, so anxiously i so, just put one out today that was exactly like what we were talking about so what? go read it. yeah i'm gonna go read it yeah. all right yeah. with my time all right my dears love you all love, love you, you thank you thank, thank you. you bye jack i could hear him in the background bye jack bye jack <laughs> say bye-bye I love to hear from you so share with me your thoughts and if there's a certain topic you'd like to know more about let me know I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to another maternity pro to inform your intuition here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so much for listening.